Hello, it's Kyle Cruz, and you're listening to the KC at the Movies podcast. On today's podcast, we'll be talking about Zombieland, Double Tap, Little Monsters, and just what the fuck is going on with Delta Airlines. Stay tuned. Hello everyone, it's Kyle Cruz, and you're listening to the KC at the Movies podcast for October 30th, 2019. We are reaching the end of the October uh, marathon, which has been quite of ups and downs. Um, there, there's some quite a few things getting in the way of that. Um, but I've tried to watch as much as I can. We've, st- we've still got two days left. Um, I probably can knock out about six films in the next two days. Uh, I was supposed to do one each day, but, um, you know, life gets in the way, you know. It, uh, sometimes you just can't help it. But, I figured before we move on to the officials Horror October recap, let's talk about some zombies. Let's talk about, let's talk about the living dead. Um, because I, in October, two zombie land, um, two zombie movies have been released, uh, Zombieland Double Tap, the sequel to Zombieland, the big hit from 2009 from Ruben Fleischer, Brett Reese, and Paul Wendick, and, uh, ten years later, we have gotten the sequel to that. Um, and I've also watched a, a different zombie film uh, from Australian director um, Abe Forsyth, starring Lupita Nyong'o and Josh Gad. Uh, Little Monsters is a little different from that. Um, and I'll be talking about that after uh, uh, Double Tap. Both very different films in terms of uh, tone and... Um, just style and, and how they're presented and how the apocalypse is presented in that film, uh, in, in both these films. And uh, yeah, I'll be, I'll be talking about that in just a second. Uh, but I just want to say to everyone, um, yeah, I, I'm working on the Horror October recap for Friday. Um, it's going to be a big one. There's going to be a lot of movies talked about. I've been watching a lot of horror films uh, recently and um, there's a lot to talk about. There is There is quite a bit to talk about. Uh, so if you want to strap in for a long one, Friday is going to be the Horror October recap. So um, listen in then. Uh, but before that, let's do it. Let's talk about some uh, zombie films. Uh, my favorite zombie film, I just want to start off by saying, my favorite zombie film is Shaun of the Dead, um, Edgar Rice, Shaun of the Dead, part of the uh, Three Good Metal trilogy. Um, but I also love another horror zombie horror comedy that I like was... Uh, Ruben Fleischer's Zombieland from 2009, written um, by Deadpool writers Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick. But before they were Deadpool, they were the Zombieland writers. Um, so, come out 2009, we had Woody Harrelson, uh, Jesse Eisenberg, Amber Stone, Abigail Breslin. Um, I'm pretty sure Abigail Breslin was fresh off Nims Island, I think. Um, not too sure about that, but I think she was. I don't know. And ever since that movie like ended... Um, I love the cast and characters so much, so much that I wanted to see more of them. Like, people immediately uh, could say, like, people that had loved the film, they wanted a sequel straight away, and uh, we didn't get it, but we're getting it 10 years later. So, is it too late to get a sequel to Zombieland? Um, And appropriately naming it Double Tap, after um, one of the rules of Zombieland, one of um, Columbus's rules of Zombieland. Um, So... This is just going to be my thoughts of Double Tap. Um, if you have seen uh, Zombieland, you, you've seen Double Tap. 
um, it's this more of the same, uh, but there is a lot more. Um, there's a lot more. I think there's a lot more. I'd say there's a lot more jokes going around. Um, there's a lot of references back to the to, to the first film, which is cool. Uh, I've saved a bit of so the biggest the biggest draw of Zombieland Double Tap is definitely seeing the cast of characters again, uh, being with Tallahassee, Columbus, Wichita, and Little Rock, and um, seeing how they've changed over, you know, the ten years uh, that, that, that they've been together. Um, the script is pretty weak in this one, though I'd say, um, because it just doesn't have the tightness I think of the first one. Um, it's still good to see everybody again, but it just doesn't have the tightness of the first one, and it just feels like it's going, it doesn't really, it's not as strong as the first one. I mean, one of most sequels, you know, stronger than the first one. Um, it's funny because, um, recently Collider put out a list of, uh, the best sequels, and I wanted to talk about that today, but there's actually a few more things that I do want to talk about that are important to myself that I want to, I want to, um, address. But, um... Yeah, this is this is not going to be among those sequels, I think. Um, but I will just say, if you love Zombieland, you get more of the same. I think a big standout in this movie is actually Zoe Deutsch, um, her character Madison. Um, she, I was worried about her character because it was it was just the dumb, you know, um, the you know the the the, the uh, I don't know what they call it the uh, I guess the ditzy rich girl I think would be the right archetype. Um, and I was worried about, you know, what she was going to be. And, and Zoe Deutsch pretty much describes her as a valley girl um, in an interview. And uh, she was like one of the best parts of the movie. Uh, she was she plays her perfectly. Zoe Deutsch plays her perfectly. And then watching that interview, I discovered that she was actually from the valley. So she pretty much got to live out a fantasy of hers, um, which is which is nice to see. And um, she plays it. She plays it really, really well. Um and she's very, very funny. She probably gives the funniest parts of the movie, but as do um, Thomas Middleditch and Luke Wilson. Um, if you've seen the trailer, you you would discover that you know Tallahassee and Columbus do encounter what looks like a um, doppelgangers of theirs, I think. Um, and I won't tell you where that where that you know, where that leads and where that goes, but. I, th- I thought that interaction was really cool. I loved the interaction between Thomas Middleditch's character and um, uh, Jesse Eisenberg's Columbus. I forget the name of um, Thomas Middleditch. I think it was Dallas, I think. Or was Dallas... Dallas is Luke Wilson, I think. Because, um, you know, Tallahassee, Dallas. Um, but... Yeah, that were the the the, uh, the best bits. I'd say the inclusion of the uh, Little Rock's love interest. Um, that was, I don't know, that, that felt kind of weak to me. It didn't really lead to anywhere. You get a cool final sequence, but that's about it, really. Uh, yeah, Zombieland Double Tap, not as strong as the first one, but um, I don't know. I, I, think, I think you should just still watch it if you're a fan of Zombieland. You, you'll get something out of it, definitely. I mean, I know that I had a friend of mine that watched the Zombieland for the first time with me. Um, before I went and saw Zombieland, I watched the first one to just refresh myself and, and get ready for it. And he watched the first one with me, really liked the first one, and then I liked the second one as well. So you can probably still, if you're a fan of Zombieland, even if you just love what Zombieland gave you, um, I think you'd still be a fan of Zombieland Double Tap, even if it does have more diminishing returns. Um, you'll still enjoy it. 
something completely different to uh, Zombieland, though, is um, a little a film I was not really expecting to like so much, but ended up really liking. Um, and that's Abe Forsyth's Little Monsters. Um, it's pretty much about the same thing. It's a zombie... Uh, I call this more of an outbreak, though, more than an apocalypse. Um, it's about a zombie outbreak. So it, it's no, it's mostly about a washed-up musician that's trying to get his life together after an incident occurs. And he meets uh, Miss Caroline, played by Lupita Nyong'o, giving another one of her great performances this year, along, alongside her character in Us, um, of Adelaide in Us. And uh, she gives another great performance. She just sells herself so beautifully as, as a school teacher that cares about her kids. That's her number one code. Um, you know, giving her kids, um, you know, the best possible experience they can get at this petting zoo or and, and keeping them safe, really. Because the whole film, um, she's trying to not let them... Uh, Realize that an actual zombie outbreak has happened, which is very, very interesting on paper. Um, but that's well, the, pretty much that's the plot. Like the washer musician meets the teacher, and they go to a petting zoo. And then during this time, a zombie outbreak has occurred at some sort of factory, some lab. But that bit wasn't really fleshed out that much, which is, I don't know, I don't really. It's, it was, it's fine in the end because of the characters, but I wish that was a bit more like kind of where we knew where that was coming from, but. Something happens in a lab, zombie escapes, they get to the petting zoo, and this this is your movie. You're in a petting zoo, zombies are around, the animals are dying, and Miss Caroline and Dave, the musician played by, um, I think you might, Australian people might have heard, heard of um, Dave before, uh, Alexander England um, plays Dave, and uh, they pretty much have to keep the kids safe while the zombies are getting to them. And they're accompanied by an insane um, Josh Gad, who is, I had no idea was in this film, but he's in it. Um, and he is probably my favorite part of the movie. He plays a children's entertainer named Teddy McGiggles. Teddy McGiggles. And he is like this, you know, shining star for the children. Like they, they watch him. Uh, Dave has a, um, a nephew who is uh, one of our main kids in the story. Um, uh, Diesel LaTorocca, he's like a newcomer, but he plays Felix, uh, Dave, Dave's nephew, and um, he loves Tammy Giggles, he's a big fan of him, and Tammy Giggles is supposed to be, yeah, this big, massive role model kids' lives, he's all about, you know, um, teaching the kids good values. And then when you get to the outbreak at the uh, petting zoo, you find out that Tammy Giggles is, isn't all what he seems to be. And uh, Josh Gay gets to have a lot of fun with just reveling in the insanity of, of his um, of his character and, and, and the breakdown of his character, um, which was definitely my favorite part of the film. Him just being such an antagonist to what Miss Caroline is trying to, you know, teach these kids. And and uh, he wants to break the artifice of her of her um, uh, of her lie to the children. And it was just so much fun watching that play out even if the lines were you know were so were pretty you know surface level in terms of insults and um there's a lot of fucks a lot of fucks in this movie um which um you know i think was a little too much i think they could have been cut down a bit especially in the in the you know in the 
first 20 minutes. That's just a bit too much for my liking. Doesn't need to be that much, but that's just a personal opinion. So nothing. Don't take that with a grain of salt. And I will say that uh, Dave, his character of Dave, I didn't really like in the opening 20 minutes, which could be considered a problem in terms of, you know, making a film. And, you know, even if the person is flawed that you're supposed to like or um, uh, see yourself in that person, um, relate to that person, pretty much live vicariously through that character in the movie. And, uh, like, for the first 25 minutes, this Dave is, like, the biggest douche you can think of. Is such an asshole. And he's very unlikable, and I really wasn't on board with him. And it's not until like halfway through um, where you start to, you know, get on board with him, and he starts to change as a person. And that's called the character arc. <laughs> um, just in case anyone's wondering. Um, and uh, yeah, he was—he ended up being really, really good. Alexander England played him so well. Um, ended up being a good part. I think my favorite part was definitely Josh Gad, though, and Lupita Nyong'o, again, delivers a great performance as Miss Caroline, um, and a certain song pops up, which um, I know some people will be happy to hear, um, especially my mother, but um, yeah, and then there's another really cool song that's played twice, um, you know, cool versions of it, I guess, that are played twice, and uh, some... Uh, some fans of a, of a particular country turned pop star might find that um, quite fun to watch. So they're very different films, like Zombieland and Little Monsters are very different f- films in terms of, um, you know, in, in terms of character, I think. And because um, the little the weird thing about Little Monsters is you've got kids in it and it kind of feels PG and it's not until you get to, you know, Josh Gad becoming insane that... Uh, <laughs> that it, it it just goes off the rails. It, it has its, he's pretty much the comedic relief of the movie, and um, he just he's he's just a mess. He's just an absolute mess. And again, as you guys know, I don't I don't do I don't drop spoilers, so I won't say where that goes. But um, it's you know it's up to you to find out. But he's just a very entertaining part of the movie. He's one of the, one of my favorite characters of twenty nineteen, really. <laughs> Um, and not in terms of like having an arc and having a great, um, you know, it's just in terms of entertainment factor, I think. Um, he, he just, he's made me laugh more than, um, a few people, a few characters that I've seen that are supposed to be funny this year. He's definitely made me laugh more. And that's, that goes to Josh Gad. Like Josh Gad, I think is a great performer. Um, he does drama well. He does acting well. I mean, he does, he does comedy well. And, um, he's great in this movie. He's just really good. Um, but Little Monsters, I think, is just it's just a, a good film. I think I think even, but I think this movie can even uh, be accessible to most audiences. Uh, like I think my my parents will like it. Um, I think my grandmother will like it. Even though it has zombies in it, it has characters in it that anyone everyone can relate to and see their values. With, um, you know, uh, that they might possess as well. And I just think it's a great. I think it's a great watch. I think it's a really good watch. Um, like even if it has so many f words and everything, I just think it's a nice watch. I mean, I don't want to say family, family watching, but I think for like parents or uh, the people that you think like are not going to be on board with this type of movie, especially zombie movies, I think this is one of the most accessible ones in terms of, um, you know, their their. You know, I don't, I don't want to say like their taste. I'd say because I know that my um. 
you know, mum and dad don't like zombie films, but uh, this could be one that could dissuade them. Um, yeah. So, yeah, a recommendation for me, I think. Check it out. It's um, streaming on Hulu at the moment. Um, definitely check it out. It's a, uh, it's a good watch. Lupita Nyong'o knocks it out of the park. Um, David England, um, Alexander England is good. And Josh Gad is insane. So that's all you need. And a zombies. And lots of zombie killing. So that's all you need, really. In terms of um, in terms of your October watch. I think it's one of the best ones you, could, you probably could watch in October. Um, so that's all I've got for films in terms of... Uh, like, in terms of films this week... Because on Friday we're going to talk about quite a bit of horror. And um, I've seen some good ones. I've seen some bad ones. I've seen some okay ones. Um, we'll be talking about, again, we'll be talking about all that on um, on Friday. Now, before I uh, kind of sign off here, I know it's, about, it's a short one. Uh, before we get into like what I want to talk about. Sorry, not sign off. What I want to talk about. Um, I just want to thank everyone that, uh, you know, sent me some messages about the uh, little story shoot I did on Instagram for um, the lighthouse for the, the lighthouse kind of mood I was in the other night um, uh, as you guys know any listeners might know I'm very excited for the lighthouse which is Robert Eggers's um, next horror film after the witch and I'm a big fan of the witch love the witch um, loved how just slow and just dark that movie was um, I don't know if we're going to get another Black Phillip, but I've heard the seagulls are pretty bad. Um, again, I don't know anything about it, but I've just heard... I mean, we get... The newest poster is a seagull, so I was like, well, the seagull has to be a big part of this now. And tagging it, Stephen, I don't know. Um, but mostly I'm excited to see... I mean, I've heard great things about Willem Dafoe's and especially Robert Pattinson's performance as two wikis stuck on an island in a lighthouse going insane together. And, I mean, it's filmed in, um, you know, uh, one nineteen one ratio, black and white. It's just nothing, it's nothing like I had ever seen in a few, um, a few years in terms of, you know, artistic style. And it just looks really, really up my alley. <laughs> I'll just say that. It looks really up my alley. Um, and I'm pretty sure I did some research. And in terms of Australia release, Australian listeners are listening right now. In terms of Australia release, it looks like we're getting it in February next year, January, February next year, which is considered quite a long wait, especially when you have such a film you're, you know, anticipating so much. Yeah, uh, I think America got it in, in the 18th of October, but yeah, it's quite a long wait for us. Um, so yeah, until then, hopefully we, we, we've got some good movies coming out. We've got Knives Out. Um, knives are coming up on my birthday. Holy shit, that's gonna be a good birthday. And um, we've got Jojo Rabbit um, on Boxing Day again. Quite a long way away, but it's not. It's got. It's coming. It's gonna come quicker than I think. Actually, I think it's gonna come quicker than I think. Um, hell, I'm I'm excited for Frozen too. That's also coming on my birthday. I'm actually thinking about doing a double feature, going to the movies to watch. Well, watch like Frozen Two in the day and then night. Watch Knives Out. So everyone's who's welcome to see that with me. We will just do a double feature of Frozen Two and Knives Out. How about that? Um, and Doctor Sleep. Well, Doctor Sleep comes out next week as well. Um, a little hesitant about that one because again, as you guys know, I'm not a horror movie person. 
but I love The Shining. Um, the Shining is incredible. So, yeah, I don't know. Might wait till, it, till we get some first reactions, maybe, um, and, and just kind of gauge it from there. But I wouldn't say it's most anticipated, but I'm actually very interested in seeing what they, what they do with Doctor Sleep, especially what Mike Flanagan does of it, um, who I think is who... I in her October I have watched his movie Oculus, which was interesting, um, but I'll be talking about that more on Friday on when I talk about and um, all the films I've seen. But Mike Flanagan is definitely someone to look out for. I watched I did watch Gerald's Game on Netflix, and that movie was disturbing as fuck. <laughs> that was something else. That one, especially that scene with the hand and the rail on the bed. You know, you know it. You know it. Fuck. Um. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, there's still a lot to look forward to for the rest of the year, um, but I'm just itching, itching to watch The Lighthouse. Far out. Alright, I've, I've got a few things I want to talk about. Um, I don't normally, I tried to do, I'm going to be transparent here, I tried to do a bit of news segments. I tried that, if you guys have been listening the whole time, a, a couple of weeks ago, or maybe well, a month ago, I was trying to do like the news segments thing. And I just figured that that wasn't really my thing. There's plenty of resources out there that can give you the movie re- um, movie news, and um, especially in terms of um, audio and video, um, it can give you what you need to know about the current in the industry and what's going on at the moment, especially in the big um, box office and mainstream stuff. So didn't feel like I needed to provide that. I thought it was a bit unnecessary, but these are some things that I really want to talk about because they do mean a lot to me. Um and one thing that I'm actually quite pissed about is, I mean, I don't think it's going to go forward, but uh, Netflix have been trying out this new option, um, particularly on the Android app of Netflix. They've been trying out uh, this the different playback speeds. So you can watch films or TV shows or any type of content um, slower or faster. Um, I think there's like a 0.5... I'm going to just pull this article up here. Um... Yeah, you got one, then you got 0.75 and 0.5, extremely slow, and then 1.25 and then 1.5 after that, which is just ridiculous. Um, it I'm, I'm only talking about this because it does mean a lot to me that you watch a, you watch a piece of art or someone that creates, people come together to make something in the way they intended. Um unless you're a person that just wants to be, you know, watch all the shows and watch all the movies and be ahead of everyone and, and be, uh, I don't know, well-versed. I don't know what you'd be because you wouldn't even be well-versed because you wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to talk about even the nuances that these things would give you, the films and TV shows, because you haven't watched them in the way they've been created. Um, because and we'll, we'll get to that in a minute, but the thing that worries me is, yeah, you're just you're not watching it in the way that the person has um, has made this thing. People have come together to make a movie or a TV show, and are putting it on this streaming platform, or the streaming platform has gotten this and um, given it to you to watch in the way they have made it. And I think it's a big disrespect to watch that slower or faster. Um, that's why I don't watch YouTube videos at like slower speeds or, or faster speeds. I do it for, you know, people, 
sometimes you do it for comedic value to see how to see how funny it is to see it fast. But you, I always watch. I mean, I don't know why I would watch it intentionally slow or fast. But um, I don't know. It's just weird. Like it's just, it's so unnecessary and so spectacularly fucking stupid. I just don't. I just don't understand. Now we've already got filmmakers coming out saying how fucking stupid it is. Um, we've got um, Brad Bird, who made the Incredibles, Mission Impossible, Ghost Protocol. He he said he called it a spectacularly bad idea. Um, and then Peter Ramsey, the director, co-director, sorry, of of uh, Spider Man and Into the Spider Verse, said, "Does everything have to be designed for the laziest and most tasteless?" Um, which again is is alluding to the idea that we need to um, we need to appease the masses, and unfortunately, the masses right now is a bunch, is a, is uh, in terms of filmmaking because we we have there is a decline really in the cinema experience, I think, and um, it is now building onto that and just making. I just I just feel like it's breaking film down into the most basic and. Uh, just, I don't know, simple and, and tasteless. I'll use the word tasteless way of to watch a form of entertainment. And that's and that Netflix is a big part of that. Now, I still have Netflix. I still have my subscription. I don't, I'm not one of those people that goes on and sees a show and then if it doesn't appease me or if something gets cancelled, I go, well, cancel my Netflix subscription. But Netflix right now is a big part of why people want to stay at home and watch films on their phones on their tablets, which I just don't agree with at all. Um, but again, it's not my, it's not my, you know, I shouldn't have to get in your way of how you want to experience entertainment. I know there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of reasons why people do that and watch it on their, you know, small devices and smaller screens. Um, and that, that actually, that to me is, is, it's okay. But this playback speed thing is just ridiculous, man. It's just fucking ridiculous. And it's just pointless. Um, Aaron Paul from Breaking Bad even said, there's no way Netflix will move forward with this. That would mean they're completely taking control of everyone else's art and destroying it. Which again, which is what I just said. Um, yeah. And then, um, oh man, I just, I just don't know what to say. I just think it's such a stupid fucking idea. It's just a stupid idea. And even if it doesn't work, um, even if it, uh, okay, this, this is what I think will happen. Sorry. This is what I think will happen. No one likes this idea. I mean, there's a few people obviously that don't mind it, uh, but no one likes this idea. The majority of people are saying this is so fucking stupid. This is ridiculous. No one likes it. So, I think it'll... Right now, they're just testing it on certain devices, and the biggest one seems to be the Android app, which I don't have. I like to watch Netflix on a big screen, not my phone. Um, I think it'll roll out, maybe, very subtly, and then people won't notice it, and it'll just be there. They did the same thing with um, skipping titles, with skipping intro titles. But... They've done it so subtly with that now because it used to be a button for skipping intro titles, net right? And they've done it so subtly is, and it's I haven't even noticed now, because like, I'm I'm uh, I think it was it was most recently I noticed it with Living with Yourself, Paul Rudd's new show um, on Netflix, where you know he had declined of himself. 
and I, there used to be a button that says skip title. If you didn't, if you wanted to skip to the episode and just binge it all, you'd skip the title. Um, and if and look, um, sometimes I do, I do skip the title because if it's not really that interesting, or um, if it's not really that interesting, I just. I just skip it anyway and then watch the episode but if I really love the titles I would always um, I would always watch them I would always watch them and uh, but now they've really subtly done um, they've just skipped them all together now I'm okay with the button being there because you get you get the option to skip it you can watch the titles or you can skip the titles but now I've realized like I noticed with the Paul Rudd show on Netflix that they just skipped the titles for me. They just did it. And I didn't even notice. Which was just so weird. And I've only just realized that the last few days. I've just realized they've just been skipping the titles. Because I was like, where, where are the titles been? Where's the title card been? And they're just skipping it. They've just done it. But they've done it so subtly. So it's just very odd. Um... And that's what I think they'll do with this playback speed. They'll just kind of clock it in there as like a little little option you can do when you um, when you watch something. And look, the lazy masses will just watch it fast. And then they can say, um, I guess the people that want to binge everything, their kind of argument would be that, oh, oh just it's fast. I watch everything faster now. Like imagining watching, I mean, the biggest example right now would be um, we have The Irishman coming out from Martin Scorsese. It's a three and a half hour film. And to people, that is very long. That is extremely long. Three and a half hours. And I will say, that is a very long film. But if that story needs that amount of time to be told, then let it be told that way. People could watch that at, let's look at the options here. 125, one point, sorry, 1.25 or 1.5. 1.5 would be just incredibly fast. And you could skip through it and say, yep, I watched The Irishman. Well, then someone would ask you if they watched The Irishman as well. They could ask you, oh, what did you think about this scene? What did you, what did you think about the tension in this scene? What did you think about dialogue in this scene? That particular one line. There has been so many one lines this year that I've just picked out. And be like, well, if I skipped over that, I mean, you're thinking about this in part in terms of this context. If I skipped over that, I would miss that great line. So then you couldn't even be in the conversation. Their argument would be to stay in the conversation, to say that you've binged everything, to to um, be in you know be in line with everyone else, and to be ahead. But then you wouldn't even get the most finite detail. So you couldn't, you know, I mean, you could easily just say, "Yeah, I watched it," but then you wouldn't be able to be able to talk about it and be able to be a part of the discussion. Um. I'm going like I'm going massive tangents and going off track here, but the reason, the bottom line is this is stupid. It's just stupid and so pointless and not unnecessary. But they'll do it anyway. I think they'll probably put it in there somewhere, and I guess we'll just have to. It's like we want to fight against it. I mean, I'm part of the people that wants to just don't you don't I don't want it there. I want to support the way the artist has put their thing in there because I'm one of those people. If I put my short film on Vimeo or YouTube. I would want the person to experience that film and the way that it has been created and the way that it has been put together. I would not want the person to watch it at like 0 point, 
five speed because then you wouldn't you wouldn't get it you wouldn't there's nothing you can you know uh yeah i mean i've already said it already you, you, you wouldn't you would miss the finite details of what the artists have put in there and what they mean or any underlying themes or anything like that you would miss all that because you're watching it at the wrong you're watching it in the wrong way um yeah so shit pointless don't do it netflix what the fuck <laughs> that's that's pretty much that's pretty much what i'm gonna say just don't do it um moving on to another kind of problem i guess with watching art um recently people have reached out to Olivia Wilde and said that they watch Booksmart on a plane and Booksmart guys is one of the best movies of the year do check it out um it's a really really good movie they've watched Booksmart on a plane and they've noticed that uh they have cut out a sex scene in there particularly a lesbian sex scene um, now that that was that is between the main character of Amy, played by Caitlin Deaver, and um, Diane Silver's character. Um, I think it was Sarah. I think her name's Sarah in the film. I've seen this movie six times. I, sh- I should know what her fucking character's name is. Um, but I know exactly what the scene they're talking about is, obviously. Um, <clears throat> get Sarah. No, where is it? Diane Silvers. Hope. Sorry. Where would I get Sarah from? Hope. Uh, it happens after a party. Uh, there's a party in, in the end of the movie. And it happens after that. And um, there is a scene that very much is about Amy's queer identity. And she has a huge revelation um, in that scene. And there's, it's a big, big moment for a character, I think. I would, I would actually argue for that. That is a big moment for a character. A wild, the director herself says that as well. Um, I just don't think it's a, a random sex scene that's um, chucked in there because we do have entertainment where there's just sex scenes chucked in there for the masses and, and to entertain them. Um, but this scene is in, is integral to her character's development, I think, and it's not. Um, it's been cut out now. People have come out and said that, well, airlines, and, you know, I've noticed this as well, airlines will cut out certain scenes and, um, you know, graphic violence and anything like that. Um, We have the whole, you know, we have the whole, um, the classic, uh, um, sorry, example, classic example of, um, I think it was Die Hard, where it said, motherfuckers, it was melon farmers. Um... If you haven't heard of that story, um, basically, I think it is, it's a line in Die Hard where it is, um, yeah, it's y- yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. When, um, when uh, John McClane is in the event and he says, yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. And it was, yippee-ki-yay, airlines had changed that scene because you got to dub, I think you either dub over the line or you can just change, yeah, you just change it. Um, or put like a different subtitle in or something like that. I don't know. Airlines just edit that in the way because, it, you know, you've got kids on that plane and all that stuff. And um, you want it to be as family friendly as possible. And uh, the classic example was they had Yippee Motherfucker. And they changed it on an airline to Yippee Melon Farmer. Um, so if you didn't know that, there's a little bit of trivia there for you. 
Um, so yeah, the, the airlines are notorious for cutting down scenes and and showing movies at a, at in the in the way they were not supposed to be intended to be shown. And that's why I don't watch any movies on a plane because I know that they're going to be shown like that. Um, mostly just listen to music, I think, or sleep. <laughs> yeah, mostly just listen to music or sleep. Um, and now, so people people's arguments have been that well on airlines they don't show that because they've got kids in the plane and they've got um and they've got um you know people that don't want to see that kind of content um but the thing is it's just really weird because there have i actually seen a few um seen a few examples of people talking about that there has been very bloody scenes in, in um, shown on a plane. There has been very explicit sex scenes being shown on a plane, and um, sometimes it's not the case that they edit that that edit it down for that you know for the airplane audience. Um, just a weird term for some reason I'm thinking of. So that would be okay. That argument would be valid. Just don't sh- like if, you, if that scene is is in there. Um, don't. Uh, don't show it. Uh, but I come back to the character development um, thing. I think it's integral for Amy's character, um, her her character development in that scene. I think that scene needs to be there because it is it is part of her development as as um, and especially her um, queer identity in the film. Now, so you can, you can give out that argument, but people. This is this is where it gets a bit wrong for me. They have the scene where Molly makes out with um, Skylar Gotsonato's character. What's what's his name again? I forget. Jared, sorry. Yeah, Jared. He's the he's the he's the gangster guy. He's the guy that owns the ship. Uh, Jared. You have the scene where Molly makes out with Jared. Now, I would argue actually that Amy and Hope's lesbian sex scene. It's not really a sex scene. It's it's starting to borders there, but it's mostly just a kissing scene between between two lesbians. Um, and then they show a full on makeout scene or kissing scene. Let's just call it a kissing scene between Molly and Jared, Beanie Feldstein and and um, Scarlett Gonzonado. Gonzonado, Gazondo. I was saying his last name wrong the whole time. Sorry, Scarlett. Gazondo. I don't know where I got Gonzonado from. But you, you show that scene. So now, now, now it comes in terms of it's this. Now it's becoming what they are choosing to show. It's not a part of the edit. It's not part of, of saving people from things. It's what they are choosing to show the audience. Now they are pretty much controlling how the film is, is going to be shown. But most importantly in 2019 to cut a lesbian kissing scene. What the fuck? What a step backwards. What a backwards thing. I just don't understand it. By showing a straight kissing scene and then k- cutting a lesbian kissing scene. Now that now that's just your opinion. That's just what that's just what you want to show. That's just that's just what you want to Now you're just you're policing. That's what it's happening. You're policing the way that that's that's been shown and you're giving your your own opinion on on how that movie sh- can be shown. Um, which is just ridiculous. In the in, in in this year of 2019, 
to do that, to cut a scene that is integral, first of all, integral to her character and showing, you know, two lesbians making out. I mean, that's just, it just seems so, it it just seems so backwards. It's honestly a step backwards and in things that we've achieved in the last few years, especially this year, it just seems such a step in the wrong direction. And it's just so, it's, it's just, it's gross, really. It's gross. Um, so I'm really not for it. Um, I just think that's, it's just ridiculous. I mean, that, that is a big, big no-no in terms of censorship, I think. Just to, to show two straight things that could be, that is, that is, that is considered normal to most people. Oh, two, two straight people making out, but not showing, uh, you know, two gay people making out, two bisexual people making out, two lesbians making out, especially these two lesbians specifically making out with each other. You're just picking and choosing now. So, and it's just wrong. I just can't believe in, in the, uh, in this year, just to not show that, to, to cut that scene, to choose to cut that. Wow. I mean, you've got to be getting some fucking angry letters after that one. Um, but yeah, do see, um, do watch Booksmart. It is a really good film. Um, it's not just has that great scene in it. It's got plenty of other scenes. It's fucking hilarious. It's written by very three very talented ladies and directed by Olivia Wilde so beautifully. And has two of my favorite female performances of the year, Benny Feld, female doer of the year, really. My, my favorite female doer of the year, Benny Feldstein and Caitlin Deaver is Molly and Amy. And it's not just funny, it's a great... Um, dive into you know into character and it's just a, it's a beautiful it's a beautiful story um, and you know watch it wherever you want to watch it uh, DVD Blu-ray uh, streaming wherever you can get it um, I would just say just don't watch it on a <laughs> don't watch it on a, a flight because uh, you're not going to get the, the the version that Wild wanted you to watch um, oh man, which is fucking ridiculous. Anyway, I'm gonna cool down. I'm gonna calm down. I'm gonna bit, bit of drink of water. Um, hang on a second. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let the steam come out of my ears and just calm down for a minute. <laughs> um, before I go, guys, um, I just want to let you guys know again. Horrortober recap is Friday. We're going to talk about so much horror, so many, so many horror movies. It's going to be fun. We're going to get down and dirty with it. Um, spoiler filled. Sorry guys, spoiler filled podcast um, about those horror movies. Um, actually, I might not spoil a few of them because they do. I reckon it's better if they're not spoiled. But I'll be talking about a lot of themes. I mean, some of these are classics, so you you should have already. I mean, I can't. Actually, no, I can't say that because I didn't. I haven't seen them yet. But um, I don't know. We'll see what happens. But we'll be talking about we'll be talking in detail, in depth about these films and what I think about them, and um, how my foray into horror is going right now. Because I'm, I'm starting, I don't know, I'm starting to get a little better. Still don't like jump scares. Still don't like jump scares at all. But I'm starting to get a little better. Um, yeah. So we'll be talking about that on Friday, um, and 
make sure um, just before I go as well. I just want to make sure, but I know I know I ask. I tell you guys about myself and my mental health and everything that's going on with me. But I, was, I want to ask. I want to tell you. I hope you're having a good day. I hope you're having a good week. I hope whatever obstacles you're facing, you're getting over, or you're you, you, you're taking the steps to get over, um, removing negativity negativity in your life, and just focusing on yourself and um, being a better you. Um, I think it's a big. Uh, it, it, it's it's very important. I think self care is very important, and um, I just want to make sure that you guys, you guys, the supporters and listeners out there, are doing doing well and and staying happy. Um. So yeah, you can follow the follow the podcast on Spotify. Um, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts because that's where I am, or you can listen to work where this comes from castbox um we're trying we're trying to get into other ones um i know i'm trying to get into stitcher and earwolf but um i don't know what's going to go on there i think i need to pay for those so um i'm going to see what the budget's at uh and the website is getting it's getting there um i'm trying different things but we're gonna have a website definitely we're gonna have a website by i'm gonna say mid-december i'd say um but i want to get one done before december so we'll just see how that goes uh, so once again, guys, follow on Spotify, subscribe on the podcasts. Thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you guys about all good shit horror on Friday.